Well, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Underhood Show presented by Mel Hamilton Ford. My name is Phil Nightingale. I'm the general manager, and I got the Nick and Nick Show with me today. Morning, gentlemen. What's morning. happening? Hey, morning. It's a beautiful Saturday morning out there, isn't it? It's beautiful. Love it. <laughs> I know you guys hate it, but this is my kind of weather right here. Fall, baby. It's here. Oh, because winter is coming. And I want to sweat more than I want to freeze. I can promise you that right now. I have been sweating enough the last four months. Yeah. You might be a tad loud, Nick. I'm not sure. Watch the mic when you go there and see what Okay. All right. Here we go. Anyway, hey, it's a call-in show. 316-462-3673. Anything ailing your car, tires, brakes, batteries, whatever you want to talk about, or anything in the racing world. Uh, Nick and Nick here from the MH Ford Racing and MH Ford Parts here to talk to you about some stuff. We had some exciting fun last night. I don't know what the heck happened just there. But, oh, you dialed me in a little better, didn't you? Yeah. Okay. So anyway, 316-462-3673. This number down on the screen. Uh, call in. It comes right to the front desk, and the gals will tell you that, tell them you're ready to get patched in the show. You've got a question. You get a great price package valued over 130 bucks. and I want to see if the two Nicks can get everything that's in that price package valued over $130 for each and every caller. The only show I know you get paid to call in on. That's right. Okay. So what's all in that package? Do you know, Nick? I don't. I, uh, I've heard him spout it off multiple times, though. Come All on. right. So in this incredible package you get just for calling in, you're going to get the works package, which consists of an oil change, a tire rotation um, with Motorcraft quality parts that we use here at Mel Hamilton Ford. Um, we're going to do a multi-point inspection on your vehicle to make sure it is uh, safe for the next uh, 5,000 or so miles worth of driving. You're going to get $10 for Mel's Diner, so you can uh, get you something to eat while you're here. You're going to get uh, $10 in Ford Pass rewards. You're going to get a full nitrogen fill for your tires, and you're going to get an awesome BG package, which consists of a MOA motor oil additive and a uh, 44K for your uh, fuel system. God, I think he nailed it. How about that? I think he nailed it. How about that? Yeah. So anyway, 316-462-3673 is all you do to call in with a question. You want to talk about anything in the automobile world, get you to call and answer the question, and we'll answer it up for you and get you that great price package mailed out to you after the show. So 316-462-3673. Boys, we had some fun last night, didn't we? Kind of ended. Well, a short fun. We had a short that? fun. <laughs> okay. Kind of ended with a little bit of, uh, with uh, you know, a little bit of sadness. Well, but, we don't you know. know really. We don't know for sure, but... Uh, it was fun while it lasted, wasn't it, Nick? Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yep. Got two passes. Okay, so everybody, it's our 21 Mustang Hunt for Horsepower from Mel Hamlin Ford Racing. And uh, we took it over last week, and we put it on the dyno, or two weeks ago, I guess, maybe now, over at BG Product. Can't thank those guys enough for letting us go over and use our dyno uh, to uh, tune that car. And we've got it, uh, what was it, seven? Uh, Mid-700s. I think Mid it was like 700s to the rear wheels. To the rear wheels. So we got about an 800 horsepower, uh, probably an eight-quarter, 825 horsepower motor. Uh, we tuned it a little bit. We knew we didn't quite have it tuned in exactly enough, but man, we made a lot of pulls on it over there and everything else too. We wore out a set of slicks, didn't we? Oh yeah. <laughs> so, so we took it out to Kansas International Dragway. For those of you who don't know or catching up on the on the car, we bought a '21 Mustang, brand new GT, and just took it to the track stock and ran some times with it. And then we started putting parts on it and different things to tune it. We started with a set of slicks, and then we did some Stevie suspension and and all kinds of things. And then we put a what kind of turbo did we put on it? We put it on three uh, single turbo kits, a 7875 uh, billet wheel turbo. Yep. So we put that on there and we've been, uh, we've been going, what, what do we get it? Low 11s kind of, right? So uh, we started life, yeah. you know, when it was in a, I think it got, uh, it just started out as a mid 12 car and then we got it to be uh, in the 11s. And then uh, we got on six pounds of boost. Once we got the trans brake to work. Uh, we went 1031, 131. Yeah. So on six pounds of boost, that's a very conservative tune. I mean, that car would be fun to drive to California and back. Um, you could do anything you wanted with that car on, you know, on six pounds. And then we decided, well, that's not enough horsepower. Yeah, we did. So how much boost did we actually put in it? 12. Uh, so we were, last night it was seen 15. 15 pounds of boost. Okay. So those of you understand that when the turbo is building up its pressure, it's bidding. Instead of sucking the air in the engine, we're pushing 15 pounds of pressure into the cylinders to to get that extra horsepower. Is kind of the simplest, easiest way to describe what's happening there. Yep. Uh, so we took it out on a what would you say an, an easy run, the very first run, right? Yep, yep. Uh, low RPM leave. 
I'd say most of the run, it was three quarter throttle. It wasn't even all the way to the floor. I just wanted to make sure that, you know, we have the track temperatures that we had yesterday it was a little chilly. and then the sprinkling that it was happening. I wanted to make sure that the car was going to go down it on a fresh set of slicks. Um, it went down. It went 10.01.139, I think. Yeah. 10.01. Yeah. 139 is what it did. Yeah. So, so knew, then we knew we, we had a nine second car <laughs> easily uh, at that point. So then you two were telling me to put it to the floor and, and drive it or if I needed to find a driver mod. The pressure was on yeah. at that point. Yeah. So, uh, well, I, the pressure was on. <laughs> the pressure was on. Okay. We, so as you got up to the starting line last night for the second run, I noticed a little bit of smoke coming out of the exhaust pipe on that right front. But I thought, you know, hey, it's a little chilly out yeah. and everything else like that. Maybe it's just a little bit of, you know, whatever, a little bit rich or whatever. But, um, so t- that was the case. Typically, the best this time of year, you know, an E85 car, I seen a little bit coming out of where the crankcase catch can is. Um, you know, on a turbo E85 engine or any E85 engine for that, the, the byproduct is water. Um, so it makes a lot of condensation, makes moisture. The catch cans on most of these cars, especially like you like the one on my personal cars in the rear of the car, it looks like a chimney setting there steaming. Well, so uh, I kind of thought that for a minute that that's what was going on, but yep, so I don't I, think it was. So I, I, but maybe it was. When I seen it, I looked down, I looked at the oil pressure, I looked at the, everything was seen fine, no lights were on, nothing. It sounded good, so proceeded to go onto the run. Uh, got it to leave on about eight pounds of boost, which was a pretty aggressive. It left real well. Um, oh, I thought mm-hmm. it did too. It looked good yeah. for the first eighth mile. Yep, the first eighth mile. <laughs> Went a one four sixty foot in a full interior, full stock streetcar, stock unsealed motor, um, and then uh, six six sixteen to the eighth at like uh, one seventeen. So, yeah. I would say you know the average Joe small tire car that you see around that the races for small tire stuff is usually like in the five eighties. Uh, most of the guys around. So really, we had a car that was competitive in the small tire class for. for Keep saying had. We still got it. We still got it. Yeah, <laughs> we, still got, we still got it. But, but at the eighth mile, we started a lot of smoke coming. Yep. So what we did inside the car. I couldn't see, obviously, see the smoke. I was worried about looking in front of me and driving. At the eighth mile, I mean, everything sounded fine, looked good, felt good. I was watching the AFR gauge. Everything looked fine. Boost was still under management. And then about a thousand foot, the car started sliding. And when it started sliding, I looked back and I seen the smoke and the, uh-oh. Getting a little oil on the tires is yep. what we were doing. So got, got a lot of oil on the tires. Um, so we still crossed the quarter mile line at 980 at like 107. So yeah. I, I fully believe I've had a lot of turbo cars in my day. I, I believe by looking at the eighth mile times or 60 foot times, the short track game, we were going to completely leapfrog and jump the nine-second realm. I think we were going for an 890 or 880 pass. Yeah, I think that's kind of where we're setting. But anyway, we don't know what's wrong with the motor yet. We do know we got a lot of oil under the hood. It came out of the catch can and blew everything kind of everywhere. And uh, kind of a little fire, too, didn't we? Yep. yep. Somebody was trying to blow that out. Yeah, you know? <laughs> it was just a little fire. I thought maybe I could fire. get it blowed out with myself, but I couldn't get it to go out. But uh, had to get a little fire extinguisher on to blow that. And basically, it was oil getting on one of the hot lines down underneath there to that ignited and everything else too, but we've got some, we'll pull the motor out. We'll see what broke. You know, we've been talking a lot about on these shows about what is the weakest point. Uh, well, I guess we found it. Yep. Uh, we're going to tear that motor apart and see exactly what it is. And, uh, uh, I told Josh a couple weeks ago, I said, I think the motor is our weak point. Nick, you were talking about axles, which I'm still sure. sure we don't need to upgrade the axles and upgrade the drive shaft a little bit just so we don't yank something apart and tear the body up or whatever, either on that car. But at least we know it can handle it right now. Over long term, I don't think it will, but from that part, but we'll tear this motor apart, see where the weak link was out on this on this Coyote motor, the 5.0, and uh, see what happened there from part. Stay tuned to uh, YouTube, and because we'll do some videos, we'll put the videos up from last night and and some videos up from BG when we was over on the dyno. Get that up to, up to date, and then uh, we will go through and yank that motor out. I already called Justin Regner, the tech that's kind of been putting all the parts on this thing and, and tuning it, and not, not tuning it, but putting everything together for us and told him, get ready, yank it apart. I called Josh. I said, did you get that motor order I told you a couple weeks ago? No, I didn't. I wish I would have. I wish you would have too. So I don't know. I, I don't know that we'll fix that motor. I think what I'd love to do with that motor thinking about it overnight is I'd love to take that and have it torn apart somewhere and put it on the engine stand and show everybody what broke. Kind mm-hmm. of a display model. Uh, uh, a trophy, I guess, is what you want to say <laughs> from that part. So we'll get it torn apart, see what's wrong with it, where, where it uh, actually failed at, 
and who knows, it might be a fluke deal that it shouldn't have failed. It may not be hurt that bad at all. You I, know? I think it was pretty bad. You know, these engines aren't really meant to be pushed like this, this hard for this long or whatever, but I really feel the way it was still running and, and made making the pass, and I hadn't started after it. I've blown a lot of motors up in my day, especially under boost. And none of them have ever sounded like that. Usually there's a hole in the block and the rod is sitting in the field or <laughs> pistons well, in the sky high. So I think we did we did okay. It was just probably something that, you know, the, the other thing with that is that motor is barely broke in, if you think of it that way. I mean, there's barely any miles on that car. And most of the time, like when we build a turbo motor, we set the ring gaps very with lots of tolerance in them. We open everything up so the engine can push the crankcase pressure out instead of building the crankcase pressure like I think happened on this time. Yeah, I mean, I had Josh drive it back and forth to Haven. He put a thousand miles on. It. Maybe that wasn't enough in the first go around of that motor, too. I don't know uh, from that part, but uh, we'll find out what that weak link is and where it's at. Uh, I, my opinion, what I think happened, I think we burn a piston is what I think we happened. That's where all the pressure come from and put all the pressure back up through the crankcase and everything else too. Definitely, definitely. I mean, they break ring lands and stuff when uh, when you got a bunch of cylinder pressure and crankcase pressure behind it pushing up on the ring. So I mean, it's not a not a hugely uncommon thing, but it. Uh, for no more timing that we had in that motor. I mean, everybody's like, well, I thought it would have made more power than that on 15 pounds. We're at like eight degrees of timing in that motor. And most of the guys mm -hmm. that are in the coyote stuff are, are 18. So most of the time, you know, each degree of timing could add 20 to 30 wheel. So I think, you know, I think really we still have a ton of power left in it. Um, and, and for everybody to understand, we're talking about timing. Basically it's the timing is when the spark is ignited in the cylinder and the timing is how many degrees before top dead center that it does that. And the more timing you can put in them, the more horsepower you're going to make. But you also got to make sure you got enough fuel in there to burn that whole timing, uh, that part. You can put so much timing in that you lean it out and there's no fuel in there. And the spark bounces off the top of the piston. And that's what grenades, pistons, I guess is how you would say it, that destroys a piston. From that pistons, part. rods, <laughs> everything connected to it. So anyway whole thing of timing there that doesn't seem like a lot from eight to 18 but that is huge uh from that part uh you know in my dirt track car i run 34 degrees but again i'm naturally aspirated i'm not a turbo car chef and all that stuff in there either from that part uh on that timing side of no no nitrous oxide hidden in the frame rail or anything nope no okay. cheating on here okay yes. good nope 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 that's one thing i'll never 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 have i in all my years of racing i've ever been dq'd or disqualified or anything whatsoever from that part uh, it's not going to happen so anyway so stay tuned for more uh mel hamill ford hunt for horsepower you can go out and look at all the videos on our youtube channel and see how we progressed with the car from day one uh we had kind of some lulls in between there because of weather and winter and all that kind of stuff and also parts availability to get things done but it'll be exciting i, I know josh is going to fight me a little bit but uh I want to get that car in pretty quick. Our shop is so way behind in the, in the main shop and everything else too. But uh, I don't know, maybe I'll entice Regner to uh, a little extra cash on the on the backside and having tear it down in, in an evening or something to get that car apart. Because we need to get it apart and figure out exactly what failed and where we're at. I want to know, but I still think we make that engine a trophy engine and go back with another one, put it in there, and then uh, make sure we got things dialed in a little bit better and go after it again and get that eight second car. Now the next thing is that we get to eight seconds. What do we got to do safety wise? to that car there is some safe things we got to do at eight seconds right yeah so we're already i mean we're already showing potential the mile an hour is there well, obviously we need to parachute anything over 150 in the quarter um which we have the parachute mount and parachute here i just wanted to claim the trophy before we we put it on yeah um and then uh 899 is late model rule so uh it would definitely fall in the line of if we leaned on it again like that it would it, it would need a cage so there's a, there's a lot of stuff we could still do I guess we just kind of need to figure out how, how far we want to go. Yeah. Yep. So anyway, 316-462-3673. Hey, anything alien car, tires, brakes, batteries? You got some questions on what we do with this 21 Mustang and our drag car? Love to hear from you. Give away a great price package for each and every caller. Only showing no, you get paid to call in. I got a call coming on the phone, but I know that cannot. That's got to be a prank call because I didn't get anything from the front desk yet saying that we had a phone call coming in. So anyway, gentlemen, next thing on our, my agenda to talk about is uh, we've been at Lucas Oil Speedway all week and uh, for the USRA Nationals. And so we're going to give everybody kind of an update there, Nick, on kind of how everything's going there and all that stuff. Yeah, absolutely. So we've been there since uh, Monday. They started practice on Monday, um, started racing on Tuesday, uh, raced all through the week. Today is the uh, 
the grand finale, all the championship features are going to be run tonight. Boy, have our guys been busy out there. So we took our uh, parts uh, trackside trailer and uh, we took uh, tires and uh, some fuel and it's just been crazy. So just a uh, great turnout they've had out there in Wheatland, Missouri. Um, you know, great uh, feedback and support from the racers for, you know, for us being there supporting them. And uh, it's just been a great event. We didn't have a whole lot of time to prepare for it. We kind of came up at the last minute. Uh, so, you know, we missed a few things here and there having it on the trailer. But um, next year we're going to be uh, um, even more prepared and it's going to be even uh, bigger and better than ever. And uh, we're excited for that. So, yeah, it's been fun. I went over there Tuesday night to be in the driver's meeting and, uh, you know, each, each night we're drawn for a, uh, $100, $100, uh, $100 bill and a American racer tire that we're giving away for each. So we'll see who the next winner is tonight of that. And, uh, from that part, it's just, uh, great to be part of that USRA nationals and being over there at Lucas and wished I had a car that could run over there, but I don't, I got an IMCA car instead of a USRA car. So, uh, it would have been fun to run that thing and everything else too, but it is what it is. So anyway, Nick drag racing, what's happening there? What's going on at Kansas international dragway? What's up next? The season about over with the points racing over. What have we got? Uh, yep. It's getting really close. Last night's weather kind of was, uh, unfortunately showing us that it's not looking too good, but the next big thing that's on the plan out there would be the haunted dragway nights. That is something that we've, uh, done with the help of Mel Hamilton Ford, or what three years down Something like that yeah, i yep. think so so uh and when is that again uh october 29th the old man Saturday. winter better hold off on us yep yep so uh it'll be all kinds of racing there's a uh, uh, several index classes some heads up stuff um that will start earlier in the day um for the nicer weather hopefully and then uh, around 4 p.m we have a trunk or treat planned where you can set up your car in a car show for free and hand out candy to the kids Sound like you gotta get everett out there dude well we're gonna do it we've got costume contests i've got two of the most awesome bounce houses that i've ever seen in, in the world coming uh we've got uh you know car show bike show con costume contests uh face painting contests pumpkin painting contests like all all things kids related um tons of money and prizes you got the power wheels race that's always a huge thing um you know i think last last halloween we had like 70 kids out there with power wheels so it's pretty cool and 70 every, power wheels yeah and every kid got a prize so glad to take everett's power wheels jeep out there and you're hell let's go well first hell. of all let's get a tune in that thing. we have to put a tune in it yeah a set of slicks and everything else about that yeah it's pretty crazy that the parents get really competitive with that. Sometimes I think more than the kid, the kids look terrified in them. <laughs> they're used to driving their little slow power wheels. And then all of a sudden, you know, dad turned it up and then they're like, Oh, this is not the same power wheels. So, yeah, well, I tell you, you know, I grew up racing go-karts and, uh, you know, there was a, there was a class for kids that, you know, starting out at four or five years old and it was the rookie class and, just kind of getting them acclimated with driving a cart and there was no winners or losers and everybody got a trophy every night and all that. But I tell you what, those, those kids were racing and those parents were competitive because it was the cheatingest class out there. Let me tell you. Oh, yeah. Cheat. <laughs> Cheat. Who's cheating? You know, you know what they say, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So anyway, uh, lots of fun still got, uh, basically we're kind of done at the end of October too, right? With everything for the parts store and all that. Yeah. For the most part, we've got, uh, next weekend, we have a huge weekend for Mel Hamilton racing on the circle track front. So we have, um, the mid America clash at Salina Speedway, Salina, Kansas Speedway, um, practice Thursday, race Friday night, Saturday night. Um, we'll be there servicing that with our parts trailer. Also the Enid winter nationals friday night and saturday night down in oklahoma will be there and then um we have uh two uh world of outlaw sprint car series races to uh to attend next weekend the uh friday night will be at uh, i-80 speedway in greenwood nebraska this will be the last race for i-80 speedway as that track is uh closing and becoming a co-part at the end of the season, which is pretty sad. That's uh, I-80 Speedway. If you've never been there before, that's kind of been one of the premier places to race in this part of the country. Um, hate to see it go. And then uh, 
Saturday night, we'll be back with the World Outlaws at Lakeside Speedway in Kansas City. So, <laughs> James Furman, if you ain't cheating in the power wheels race, the kid ain't eating. <laughs> that's, that's, that's right. That's right. Um, uh, kind of fun. And then the following weekend, um, we have uh, some fun closer to home. We have uh, the World of Outlaws Late Model Series is going to make a swing through here. Um, they'll be at uh, Humboldt Speedway on uh, Friday night and uh, 81 Speedway here in Wichita on Saturday. And then we're going to go up to Osborne, Missouri on Sunday with those guys. So it's uh, going to be a hell of a way to uh, finalize and end the season. But uh, um, it's, uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Okay. So just basically one month left of racing and then we kick in the gear for, uh, all kinds of stuff for black Friday, kicking yep. off of that. And then uh, we got PRI coming up and mm -hmm. uh, so excited for PRI. We got a kind of a game plan. We're going to do there for PRI and everything else too. Somebody's car is going to be over there. To deal. You got that thing ready to go. It's it's going to have a rough time between now and then, that's for sure. <laughs> I get it. So, yeah, excited for PRI to go there again for our second year and uh, meet some more people, friends, and try to see what we can do to show off our showcase, our product. we got a new thing we're going to put together for the dirt side of the of racing. Uh, we were going to take a dirt car itself over to there and have our parts displayed on, but now we're going to make a, I don't know, what do you want to call it, display rack? Yeah, we could display like kind of a kind of a mock-up car thing and it'll be really cool because you'll be able to see everything a lot better and it uh be able to roll it in and out pretty easy so it'll be uh yeah it'll be cool okay hey let's get the phones ringing 316-462-3673 anything angling your car tires brakes batteries anything in the racing world anything on the new products love to talk to you about that too and uh get you this great price package about over 130 bucks for each and every caller as you're calling in for Whatever question it might be, love to hear from you. 316-462-3673. Gentlemen, anything else in the racing world, anything new and exciting, anything over there? Uh, I know we've sold a lot of stuff out of our inventory for uh, over at Lucas and stuff too, but anything on the drag side? Uh, the drag side is keeping up. Um, we're starting to see manufacturers keep uh, newer products coming in and, and keeping up with the old part numbers. And then I've been hearing a lot of rumors that uh, PRI and SEMA both will be the showcasing of new products that should have been dropped last year that a lot of them uh, decided to hold off because they were having manufacturing issues with the current product lines. Um, so that will be really exciting to see what all the vendors bring to the table. The other real cool thing we got in the store um, that we haven't talked about in a while is Traxxas. Traxxas RC is still huge for us. Definitely. We still sell a ton. And now we're into this time of year where Christmas gifts are coming up, holiday gifts of all kinds. And uh, we're packed full. So come see us for your Traxxas. And, uh, and it's amazing the amount of people from ages, from the young kids all the way to older adults that play with these things. I shouldn't play with them. They race them. They do all kinds of stuff. And it's a lot of fun. And. And of course, that's how Jake and I got kind of started in the racing world was with him and these RC cars and mm -hmm. and everything else too. There's one box over here. William Leash, we're looking at trying to figure out what that came from. It's an RC car. There is it someone we gave away didn't come pick it up. I can't believe someone didn't come pick it up. But we need to figure out what that one car is over there along the wall there. We can't. All of a sudden, it appeared, and we're trying to remember where it come from. So, I, and all of our giveaways and stuff, I'm not sure that we didn't give something away. And someone surely something would have come and got it. I would have thought, but we'll have to figure that out too. But they've done pretty good with coming out with new cars in the last like six months. They've had uh, quite a few different uh, new product lines come out and stuff that'll be really, really popular for the holidays. And we keep uh, everything in stock from parts to cars to boats to anything and everything. So, yep. So check us out on the on Traxxas. We got all that on our webpage too. MageFordRacing.com. Got it all there too. So come see us for your Traxxas. Uh, I'd love to help you with all that kind of stuff. And, you know, it's kind of thing. I was there at Lucas and met a, several different vendors and things that are, have their trailers there and stuff too. And, uh, you know, they go through the part, you know, where I was talking to this guy and he says, you know what? He says, I'm strictly into dirt. He said, that's where my products are at. That's what, what we, what I'm involved in. He says, but you guys have got the whole gamut of everything from dirt to drag, to RC, to motorcycle, uh, everything in between there and stuff too. And I said, well, that's what we've kind of tried to do with, with the MH Ford racing is just to be able to get to help every racer. Uh, it's kind of like the fuels. I mean, we have Sunoco, we have BP and we have Renegade. Well, that's because everybody's got a different flavor of what they like to, to burn in their cars and their engine, engine builders think this is a better fuel for their application, that kind of thing. It's kind of like Hoosier and American racer. Right? Do I want to sell more Hoosier and American racers? Yeah, I do. But there's a market for American racer tires in this area for the amount of racing that we do with USRA. So I love the partnership with those guys too, just as much. 
And I know there's a there's a battle between IMCA and the USRA and all that kind of stuff. Everybody wants to have their deal, but I think maybe the some of these uh, divisions are starting to realize it's good for the sport to everybody work together, help everybody, and support each other uh, from that part. And that's one thing we try to do here at Melhelm Ford Racing comes of try to help all the different tracks from Salina to Dodge to Hayes to to Enid to Mad uh, Kansas International Dragway Bar to Bar uh, at the M- M- uh, Motocross Track. Uh, just all those different things that we do to try to participate to help those racers. And it's fun. I tell you, I'll be in the sales tire and to watch the people come in with their fuel jugs and all this stuff and watch them leave with their different parts and the different types of people that we have that the different type, what I mean, different types mm-hmm. of racing. You can, you can yeah. tell when they're leaving what they're racing. <laughs> it's for <laughs> yes, sure when they walk out of here. Yes, it was funny yesterday. I would watch a lady carrying out a nitrous bottle and I was getting mad as I thought maybe we weren't helping the lady carry, but there comes Connor right behind her with another one. She came <laughs> in and got two bottles of nitrous. So we know what she's doing. She's either drag racing or she's boat racing. Yep. <laughs> one of the two or who knows they might be out on that street going after it. Maybe. That maybe. Part. So anyway, three, one, six, four, six, two, three, six, seven, three. Hey, let's get the phones ringing. Love to hear from you. Love to give away some price packages and stuff. Uh, anything in the automobile world, anything alien in your car, something you don't understand, whatever, something about racing you don't understand. Want to talk about the new products from Ford. Love to hear from you there too. So, uh, hey, let's switch gears. Let's go to new products. Uh, the order banks for 23s are open on about everything, not quite everything yet from that part. The exciting part is the 23 Bronco order bank. They basically have had, we've had customers that have had reservations that have been waiting for the 23 model, been holding off, but uh, we did have some, uh, 22s and not get built. So we've got those all rolled into 23s and they're actually getting scheduled. So that's exciting for that part. Our first Bronco Raptor should be here any day. It is built and in shipping. Uh, we were supposed to get four of those. We got one. Uh, so congratulations to John Jensen. He's going to be the winner of the first Bronco Raptor, but he's going to leave it here for a few days for us to show off too. Uh, awesome. And the other two of the other 22s are also already scheduled. So we'll see them. I think we'll see the other 23s by the end of the year. They'll be coming in sometime in December is what I'm hoping. Uh, we picked up a bunch of, uh, the base model and also outer bank models, about 25 of those Broncos are coming that are unsold. So if you're looking for a Bronco, jump on our webpage, check those out from that part. Uh, got 25 of those coming. So some more exciting stuff on Bronco. Uh, of course, Maverick Order Bank is sold out. It is done, closed, and over. Can't believe it lasted a couple of days. And that's all it took to sell out the inventory for a whole wow. year of production on a Maverick. Wow. Crazy. Uh, Super Duty, it's coming up here at the end of the month. Uh, we'll be able to open them up and order the 23 uh, Super Duties. Of course, we're not going to see those things until probably the end of February, close to March, because they're going to build 22s all the way through into December. And I still got a few night. Uh, people on the 22s that have not been scheduled i hope they get all of our 22s scheduled if not they're going to roll a 23 and i don't know what that's going to do but if you haven't seen the new 23 super duty man it's it's crazy what they've done to that truck and everything else too now the one thing that i don't like i got my list yesterday of how many we're going to get which is not a very big number of super duties and all the new tech things and everything else like that is not coming out what they call job one the first edition of these trucks it's job two which i'm guessing is somewhere early summertime when they'll start doing job two with some of the other high-end tech stuff that they put, they put on the truck. And the one that still freaks me out is the cameras. They got a camera now. Guys, when you actually turn your trailer, that it'll show you, like if you're going around a corner, it'll show you a, a post or whatever in the middle of your trailer. Wow. So you know if you're clearing that post or not or whatever. So we're pretty crazy. And then they extended the range of the bliss for the trailer things. On, and I Every time I pass somebody right now, I got to put my rear view camera and make sure I'm cleared. You know, I pull, mm-hmm. pull over and goes, you know, sideswipe somebody. And, but a lot of new tech stuff and everything else coming on that 23 Super Duty, a high output uh, 6 7 diesel. Not sure how high output that's going to be, but I do know I was really shocked. I, I, I don't know why they have a high output and a non high output. Why would you not want the high output yeah. that part? But they're building both motors. And then they've got a new 6 8 gas replacing the 6 2 gas, which. I'm not understanding the six eight to seven three. I like that six eight. We were just talking about that. Uh, I'm I'm very excited for that. That is a push rod engine like the seven three. I really. It's hope. not a dual red cam. No, nope, nope. It is the seven three's little brother. But why would I don't understand why we need them two motors that close together? I don't either. But it gives me hope that someday the five zero will be a push rod engine. It might be. It might be. Might be. Yep. Okay, we got a first caller coming on the phone here. So let's. Uh, Get text back under here, and we'll get Greg on the phone here real quick. 
see what Greg's on his mind and what he's got for a question from that part. And uh, got him unmuted there, Nick. Yep. All right, got him We're ready. ready. Usually Josh is sitting over here running the keyboard, and Nick's taking care of that today. Josh is, uh hate to say, but he's uh, he's up by Chicago getting in a uh, – I hope this is this doesn't sound right. Okay, that number keeps calling, and that can't be the number because this is the first call that they've, they've sent to us. So, anyway, uh, our condolences to Josh. Josh lost a nephew, and he's up around the Chicago area with his brother and his family for a few days. So, very sorry about that, Josh, and everything else, too. But normally, Josh would be running the keyboard for us, and Nick, you're going to take care of that here. And let's see if we can get this caller to push back in here real quick. And I, that same number keeps calling, so I think that's a prank call or a spam call, as you would call it, right? James Furman wants that RC car. Hey, Furman, we'll sell it to you, buddy. I don't know. Should I take it? Take it. Greg, are you there, Greg? Yeah, well, I think we're having some technical difficulties with the phone system here. Who's, is this Greg? This is Grant. Well, what do we do here? Hello. Hey, there you go. Are you there? So is this Grant or Greg? Grant. Okay, Grant, you're on live with Under the Hood. Okay. Okay, and what's is there a certain speed it does this at or what? Or? It does it when it's slow, it does it when it's fast. So you got to hit a bump or just any speed? It just starts bouncing. Yeah, I'm kind of wondering if we don't. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of wonder, uh, Grant, if what we have is a, a shock problem where it can't hold the tire down, is what I'm thinking uh, from that part. So uh, I want to put a diagnostic on your package and we can take a look at that focus. What year focus was it again? 2007. 2007. Okay. Yeah, I want to put a diagnostic on your package, Greg, where we can take and. Uh, and uh, look at that for you, but I'm thinking you got a shock issue or a strut issue that's not holding that tire down uh, from that part, or maybe we got a—I mean, I don't know—it's a bent wheel, but I—but it's just bouncing, right? Yeah, it, it's just bouncing. It—it it sounds like you creaks every once in a while, but I mean, I—that's that, about it. Okay. Well, after we get. Uh, did you give the girls your number and everything when you called in? Yeah, I did. This was about the uh, sixth time that I had to call in because my phone kept on bugging out. Oh, I hear you. We, we kind of thought something was going on there, buddy, so sorry about that. So uh, we'll call you after the show and get an appointment set up when we can get that focus in and look at it. But I bet you've got a shock issue or a strut issue that's not holding that tire down. It's kind of probably out of out of circuit or uh, you lost something or whatever, too. So. Right. so I, I really appreciate it. Nope. Uh, Grant, we'll uh, get you on the phone, get you a call after the show here. Okay, buddy? Thank you. Thank you. You too. Okay, so a few issues here coming up, but uh, we'll get Greg now coming through on the phone. Grant's issue there, I still think he's just got a shock issue or something that's not holding that tire down or from that part. So 
anyway, I think we have a setting issue on the phone here that's not letting it come through. Was it connect via Bluetooth? Uh, well, you know what? It's hooked to the charger instead of to the blue cord over here. Oh. Well, that's why. Okay, so now I bet we're going to get this phone call through. All right. Great. So gonna... up. Okay, Greg. Hey, very sorry. We had some phone tech difficulties there with Grant. Uh, Greg, if you want to call back and uh, we'll get you back on the phone there again. Sorry about that delay or not. Technical difficulties we had there too, Greg. So, hey, call back, Greg, 316-462-3673. We'll try to get you back on the phone there and everything else too. We got our situation figured out though. So. Yeah, so we might want to explain because uh, the viewers, they couldn't hear what Grant was saying about his uh, yeah. about his issues. So they could only hear your response. So basically his uh, focus was, uh, you know, he was going down the road and he was feeling the thing bounce and uh, – um, we're going to get it in here and see if maybe it's a shock issue or a, uh, yep. Or a wheel or tire issue. So, so anyway, three, one, six, four, six, two, three, six, seven, three. Hey, Greg, give us a call back. Sorry about that. And we'll get you back on the line and get you taken care of whatever question you might have in that part. Anyway, we were talking about the super duty when that came in, but you think the six, eight is a push rod motor. Yes. Yeah. I watched a video on it the other day when they were talking about the display for SEMA. Did they give any horsepower torque ratings on it? No, he didn't. And uh, physically, it looked smaller than the seven three, but they they kept saying it was the de-stroked version of the seven three. So that's going to be what I'm interested in: is it physically a smaller engine, or is it is it a, just a de-stroked seven three? Yeah, I just don't understand why we need a two motors that are going to be that close together in a Super Duty. I just don't. Yeah, there's got to be some reasoning. They've done some. They probably figured that out in the in the in the uh, workplace world. That the guys need the three quarter ton truck to haul, but they don't need the power and everything of that of, of the diesel. Mm -hmm. But then I still don't understand a seven three versus six eight. There's just not that much variance in those two motors yeah. from that part. I agree the six two was outdated and needed to go away uh, from that part. But um, well, I own a seven three. Did you know that? I have a seven three long block. You do? Yep. Yep. Got it out of the shop to rebuild and clean up, and it's going to go do in it? something. I don't know. It's going to go in something cool. I seen a seven three in a Cobra. Cobra. Yeah, saw that too. You see that? There's a. There's a. Silver, silver Mustang that <laughs> needs an engine. Yeah, that'd be a lot of work. Think Ragnar'd me up to that? That might be a little work. <laughs> <laughs> might be a little work. No, we got to stick with the five zero in that Mustang. Yes, that's all we got to do there. That's for sure. That seven three's got to be a heavy motor though, too, isn't it? It's really not that bad. Um, Physical height is a little taller than the Coyote, but it's actually narrower because of the head the head placement, how the split design on the Coyote. But uh, it's it's really not a bad uh, physical size or weight. Um, it'd be really cool if Ford would come out with an aluminum block version of it. Then the hot rod guys would really go crazy. Who knows? Someone's probably working on that right but now. I, mm -hmm. I know uh, quite a few guys that have put in 7.3s and Fox bodies and fair lanes and stuff and been really fast with them, and they're showing a lot of boot, hold a lot of boosts. So. Procharger put one on a Super Duty and not that long ago, and I think they were close to the 20-pound range on boost with it before it blew up. Wow. Well, that's very cool. So, anyway, Super Duty coming. Uh, can't wait to get those 23s here. I've seen them in person. They look really good uh, from that part, but I've seen them from a distance uh, from that standpoint, too. So, uh, it'll be interesting to see once we see those trucks. But again, we're not going to see them until February, March, somewhere that standpoint too, because we still got a bunch of 22 still coming. Anyway, uh, what else? The full-size Bronco, I cannot order those yet. They're getting close. To, I hope they're getting close to turning that order bank on and taking new orders for 23. We'll just have to see when that when that comes into play. Uh, the 23 Escape, gentlemen, if you haven't done any research on that yet either, the 23 Escape is all redone, redesigned, and they added the ST line to it, which is going to be, I think, the meat, the bread and butter of the new Escape. Uh, I know that's kind of a competitor to the Bronco Sport, but it's a whole different feel, whole different look than a Bronco Sport is uh, from that part. But uh, the new 23 Escape is all redone, and it looks really, really good uh, from that part. And that's the biggest segment the Escape is in for the, for an SUV two-row SUV anyway from that standpoint. It's the biggest division of an, of an SUV right now that's selling hot, you know, good and everything else too. And I think a lot of it is the gas mileage and all that kind of stuff. And mm -hmm. the features they have in these cars today for that price range is crazy. So that tops off all the new products. Uh, 
Uh, got any questions about that? Love to hear from you there too. 316-462-3673. Greg, if you can call back again. Sorry we had the uh, issue there with your uh, getting you in there, but we got it dialed in now, right, Nick? Didn't have the phone plugged into the right cord. We had it plugged in a cord, just not the right cord. It's not right? the right cord. Dang it. It's well, fully charged though. Okay, well, sounds good there. Need to charge while you're sitting here, Nick, or anything? We got, uh, we got the right cord. Might need one. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. yeah, there we go. So, okay, gentlemen, what else can we talk about? Uh, anything going on else? We've talked about racing, anything in the shop, anything at all uh, from that part? I don't think so. We've just, uh, man, we're just trucking along. The race season's coming to an end, but, man, we're staying busy over there. We're still slinging race parts and tires and fuel every day. And, uh, you know, it's just amazing how much our, you know, Mel Hamilton racing has grown in the four years that we've been at this. It's just incredible. You know, we're, we've had so much support from the racing communities and all the different, you know, race series and tracks and, and, uh, you know, we just keep looking to make this thing bigger and bigger and bigger and, you know, I, you know, I was telling somebody the other day, you know, just not just the racing business, but, you know, in the almost five years that, you know, that I have been here, just how much the parts and service side of this dealership has grown. It's, it's double what it was when I started here five years ago. And it's just an incredible, you know, machine that we've got going here. It's, it's, uh, you know, every day is, is definitely an adventure. It is kind of adventure, you know, kind of things I don't like, though, is the some of the wait times we have to get into the, our main shop and stuff, too. Uh, but, you know, it is what it is. Uh, I mean, if I walk into a restaurant and no one's there, I'm not sure I want to eat there. Yeah. But if that baby's busy, you know, exactly. it's worth the wait and everything else, too. So that's how I kind of analyze mm -hmm. that a little bit. But we are looking to hire more technicians to keep going. We've got plenty of bays to add some more techs in here. Uh, from that part, love to hear if, any, if you got somebody's interested in stuff, or if you got someone in a junior high or high school that's interested, love to show you the program we have put together to start you out as a technician and get you all the way through the whole uh, part of that. From that standpoint, we'd love to help you if you're got a child that's interested in this business. And I'm going to tell you, from when I got in this business, it was kind of looked down upon because you didn't go to a four-year college or whatever. But I really wanted to work on cars. That's what I wanted to do. Would I have made it through a four-year college? Absolutely not. Would I have ever done that? I would never have been able to focus and put my attention to the, all those classes, all that stuff to, to get through that program and stuff too. But, uh, you know, back in my day, it was a greasy, grimy, dirty job. Today, it's not. It's still some of that, but it's not near as bad. It's kind of like I used to say, if you walked into a shop and back in my day and it was a, a technician had a shop manual out, he had no clue what he was doing. Today, if you walk in the shop and he doesn't have his laptop out, he doesn't have a clue what he's doing. Uh, these guys are working so much with programming and updates and uh, software updates and things and working with that laptop to be able to diagnose these cars and see what's going on and all that kind of stuff. And if you, me and Josh talked to so many shows, if you could watch what's going on in the car on one screen on a computer, have everything that's adjusting and doing as it's driving down the road and blow you away. Mm -hmm. how much electronics and tech, how much tech there is in these cars today and what these computers are doing to control things and stuff. You know, we talk about that timing, you know, that's what that computer is constantly doing is adjusting the timing of the engine to get it the most valuable timing to, to get the most fuel economy out of it. Uh, back in my day, we set the timing off. We went, that was it. We had some <laughs> variable vacuum adjusters and things like that. And some weights inside of distributor would spin and advance your timing and stuff too, to, to get to where you need to be. But today these electronic things are crazy what's going on inside these cars. So it's, it's not this, the old knockdown, dirty, greasy, grimy job anymore. Like it used to be, there is still some of that when you get into the super duties and some of those kind of works and stuff like that too. But there is so much work on a, on a laptop today and programming and all that kind of stuff. That's uh, it's a whole different world as a tech. That's for sure. Yes, it is. So anyway, three, one, six, four, six, two, just a few minutes left on the show here. Love to hear from you. And uh, sorry, I lost Greg there, but we'll uh, figure out what happened there too on that part too. So sorry about that, Greg. Anyway, uh, gentlemen, I'm kind of saying we, uh, no calls, no, we need to, Hey, you know, we can talk about our sponsors a little bit. Yeah. Let's talk about our sponsors. You know, big corner creative for all your advertising needs. And, uh, you know, Jesse's got a great group of guys down there and ladies. Uh, so if you're looking to advertise your business, it's a full fledged advertising company it can help you from everything from Google to traditional media, to direct mail, to whatever you need to do to advertise your business. Then we get in the wrap side of the business with all the wraps and all the stuff. And we've all participated in some form or fashion of the wrap business down there. Mm -hmm. uh, 
got a great guys doing some design work and stuff like that too so if you got a truck a van or whatever that needs wrap to help advertise your business that's driving down the street it would be good to uh let those guys show you what they do it's like this jesse puts up on the sign up there just google us and that's what they want to do just google big corner creative and you'll see all the things they do out there and everything else too so anyway great partnership with bg products and uh you know, I was just talking to Lisa the other day. I think it was 86 when I started using BG products. So I've been wow. using them a long time. And, they, and that product back then is still a product they have today, but they've changed and improved. It's the 44K. <clears throat> back in the early 80s or mid-80s when they came out with fuel injection, the injectors they had then at the time, uh, they didn't, they didn't self-clean. So we had to have a way to clean. And it looks like we got a phone caller. So cool. let's uh, – oh, it's big old Delbert's going to come. Let's get Delbert on a phone here real quick. Anyway, and then another comment has come up on the screen uh, about our new sales hours. And, yes, we announced a new sales hours to uh, <clears throat> this week. Basically, we're going to, instead of staying open until 8 o'clock now, we're going to close at 5 on Saturdays. And then we've taken our sales floor and we split them up in half. So we're going to have half the sales guys here on a Saturday, and basically that gives those guys a two-day weekend that they probably never, never had. And Mark Rank talked about 30 years he's never had. Okay, let's get Delbert in here. Delbert, you're live with Under the Hood. Go ahead. Good morning, gentlemen. How are we doing? Perfect. Delbert, how's everything in Oklahoma? <laughs> doing great. Is it raining down there? Hey, sunshine? And what's questions. happening? Uh, actually, it's really nice out. It's 49 degrees. Nah, it's too cold. Too cold. <laughs> it's That's perfect. I'm ready for the cold. Yeah. So the 2020 Fusion, um, I don't know that I actually have an issue with it or not. It's just that it's been this way since I bought it. I bought it new. It's a hesitation on the acceleration. You hit the gas and it takes a second and a half, two seconds to actually kick in and do something. Is that from a dead stop? Is it that's something is it, that can be looked at and readjusted or? Yeah. So is that something that you like a, from a dead stop or you like say cruising, say 16 and want to accelerate and it pauses or. It pauses no matter what you're doing. No matter Whether what. you're driving, just getting up to go or I've learned, I've learned to adjust for it in my driving abilities, but it's still kind of like, like when you need to get going like that second, you get that second and a half and it's just like, okay, I can't do anything. Yeah. I don't, I don't, that car or, I've drove a lot of fusions and I can't say that I've noticed a, a delay like that. No check engine lights, no nothing there whatsoever, right? No, it runs great. Okay, it's so it runs like good. That that delay that's just always been there. Yeah, I don't know. It's something we need to take a look at, Delbert. And uh, first thing that pops in my head, Josh will be laughing at when I say this, but you know, is there a program update that needs to change or mm -hmm. something there that that we need to put an update in that in the in the what we call the powertrain control module that controls the throttle? Or throttle position sensor or a little bit of the mass airflow sensor or something there that's just a little bit off or whatever to make that thing hesitate uh, and it's probably happening enough that it doesn't the system can't look at it quick enough to pull a code or turn the check engine light on because it to find that failure or whatever uh, but uh, i think it's something uh, you know when you're going to be back in wichita anytime soon uh, no but i can make an appointment and just make it happen that yep. way we could get it in with your busy schedule, not just, I mean, the, the shop's busy schedule. It's yeah. Probably we, best just to make an appointment. Yeah, that's probably what we need to do, just get an appointment set up. Delbert, after the call, I'll get someone to call you and schedule something up. And uh, okay. we'll see what we can do to get that thing in here. But I bet it's just going to need an update or whatever. But like I said, I've drove many effusions. I've not really noticed a hesitation or a pause or whatever either. Uh, but so. The only fusion I ever drove that had a, had an issue was the hybrid. It seems to be a, a slow mover, but other than it still didn't have that hesitation when I drove it. And it was a used one I drove. Yeah. There's something there we got to figure out from that part. And so we'll do that, Delbert, after the where I'm trying to get up around somebody and it's like, Oh my God, I got, I can't get around them. You know, I got yep. a car coming up next to me. And I'm trying to get around them, but I can't. Yep. No, I get I it. Hear that's pretty dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. No kidding. People drive crazy around here. Yep. Okay. Delbert, let's, uh, We'll call you after the show. We'll get an appointment set up and get that fusion down here from Oklahoma and see if we can figure out what's going on with that and get that hesitation out of there for you, okay? Sounds like a plan. Okay, buddy. Thanks for the call. Right, Have a great weekend, buddy. You guys are doing a great job out here. I love hearing the stories. <laughs> love the uh, – you know, I'm not I'm not always into the, the racing part of it, but I love hearing the stories you guys tell. So keep up the great work you guys are doing out there. And, yeah, 
Sorry you blew up the Mustang, but it had to happen. <laughs> well, we found that we're going to find out what the weak point is. Well, that's for sure. I knew we'd blow it up, but I didn't think I it'd think be the you motor. Had a good idea what the weak point is. I think you were, I think you were hitting it on the head with the uh, range. So. Yeah, I think so too. So, okay, buddy. Right, guys, hopefully, you got another call. We'll talk to you next time. Hey, thanks, Thank buddy. You. Talk to you soon. Anyway, so we were talking about our sales hours that have changed. And yes, we've went to, uh, and you're right, Greg, it's uh, family time is so important today. And uh, that's kind of what we looked at as the buying public really has all kinds of things going on on Saturdays and stuff too. And all of our young families and stuff have kids doing things on Saturday. So this is going to be great for these guys to get a two-day weekend. And uh, Mark Rank talked about he's been in the business 30 years and he's never had a Saturday off. It was kind of weird not to know what to go do with a Saturday off too. So, so. <laughs> So again, at Mel Home Ford, we're always trying to stay on top of what we're doing, changes we need to, and take care of employees the best way we can. So anyway, so we, uh, for he called in, we talked about the hours and BG products, all the great things we do with BG, the great partnership out with those guys. And again, can't thank them enough for letting us have that dyno for the amount of time we had over there. But I think they were having just as much fun as we were having. Yeah, they were definitely that, having a lot <laughs> of running fun. Running the dyno and everything. Definitely. So it'll be good to go back again. I know they'll let us go back again and put some more stuff up on there too. And, uh, from that part and uh, everything else too. So anyway, go to rent. Hey, Stan has used to have a bunch of cars over there with all these inventory deals on go to rent. So if you're looking for the holidays, you probably ought to get a call in soon, uh, to get something reserved. If you need something to get to grandma's house a little bigger or, uh, more room or whatever. Uh, we still have a good selection of, uh, the 12 and 15 pasture vans, but they're dwindling too. I'm having to yank them out of there cause they're aging out of the, out of the inventory too so if you're looking for something for the holidays you might want to get in touch with with uh grant a stand over there and uh get set up with a, a reservation whatever from that part we've added a few cars i went out and uh, bought a few expeditions and stuff like that for the holiday weekend uh holidays that are coming so give stan a call right inside at go to rent anyway gentlemen everybody have a great saturday love talking to everybody thanks for the calls thanks for everybody watching Everybody have a great Saturday, and we will talk to you next Saturday.